Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I almost forgot for a second how we introduced this. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. <laughs> how are you guys? Okay, one week off and all of a sudden I have no idea what we're doing. All right, good. How are you, Tracy? <laughs> doing better than you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, it's good to have last you week's. Back. It is good to have. It's always hard when one of us isn't there. It's always great to have everybody back together. Um, listening to the show last week, uh, there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to chime in on that I couldn't. And so I kind of just, that was hard. So it's like, I don't like this, but that's uh, all right. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was fun listening to you guys talk about it for like the 10 minutes that you talked about it. So. <laughs> Listen, Zach Efron. Zach Efron's fart bag took precedence. I mean, what are we going to do? No, I get it. There's only like something like a fart bag only comes along every often, and you've got to right? give it all. You can. You got to. You got to. Yeah. You got to use the fart bag. Yeah, can't gloss over that. No, but it was a lot of fun to listen to. Um, just all sorts of stuff going on. Um, but it's good to be back, and it's good to be going live again. Hopefully we've got people watching. We're always glad to have you guys here. Uh, and this week we're continuing action movie month. But before we get into that, is there anything you guys want to talk about? Because I know I always try to get into the movie and then you guys have stuff you want to talk about. So, <laughs> um, Well, I think last week I was going to update everybody on Chris, um, who was yeah. on our show. And he is, oh, yeah. shooting. He is shooting in London. Okay. So um, I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon but i'll keep poking at him and see what's going on so uh jeff yeah. goldblum Ooh. said that they have a 109 page safety guide wow 109 wow. pages of how to deal with covid so i'll have a little bit of an insight because um wednesday i'm going to be on the set of a hallmark christmas movie and Ooh. so it's the first time that i will be on a set since covid and so um, maybe the following week I can give you guys a little insight about how, you know, everything was handled. But it's I'm kind of nervous and excited for Wednesday. You get a cameo. So, nice. So I know you, you probably can't talk about it. But... I can't. <laughs> I know. I, know but I was just wondering if you could tell us what this one's about, a Hallmark Christmas movie. Because I don't so, know, you know, they're always so surprising. and boy. They're always so surprising. And it's so weird because the two scenes that I'm going to be in on Wednesday, and I might get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to be in a bakery. So crazy that a Christmas movie on Hallmark would take place in a bakery. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Um, Do you get to play what? Do you get to play yourself? Um, so I don't know yet what exactly I will be doing, but I do know that I need to bring all of my winter clothes. So it's a hundred degrees outside. Um, we'll be thankfully nice. be inside, but I've got to pull all of my winter sweaters and jackets and hats and scarves out, um, and show up. And so, um, exciting. I get to probably That's listen cool. to Christmas music on Wednesday, Christmas in July. Nice. <laughs> this is the perfect week. I always feel like the week leading up to like July 25th is the week that you should really do Christmas in July. So this works out perfectly. This yeah. is the perfect week yeah. to do it. Yeah. 
fun. That'll be fun. Um, I, I don't know that dressing up in the winter wear and everything sounds like a lot of fun, but that's the magic of yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm really just intrigued. You guys know me. I'm going to be just like sitting back and like watching all of like the technical things. I do know that they're not allowing very many people on set at one time. We are allowed mm -hmm. to bring our own food in case we don't feel safe enough to eat their food. Okay. They did say all of the meals will be individually wrapped um, and brought out like one at a time. Like it's not going to be how usually we do craft services on a movie, which is usually you kind of walk up like and get your own stuff. Yeah, um, so it's not going to be like that. We do all have to um, get our temperatures taken um, before we enter um, the mm -hmm. area. So I like that idea, being on set with people that they're taking their temperatures every day. So, oh, that'll be good. That's really yeah. cool. I think a lot of a lot of places, um, not our state, but a lot of places are taking COVID pretty seriously, and they're trying to make sure that they're protecting people and keeping them safe. <laughs> Um, so that's like I just love how you're so dry about it. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are taking it seriously. Not Utah, but a lot of people are taking it seriously. Any other places? Well, there's hey, at least we're not Florida. Well, I that's mean, true. we're. I feel like we're trying to be. I feel like we're, we're like, come on, we can do it. We can do it. I don't. I don't want to win that contest. I'd rather no. just, you know. Let yeah, I don't want to either. And it's that, interesting uh, because anyway, go yeah, ahead, Tracy. Sad news, in sad news, Tenet got postponed yes. indefinitely. I know, Tracy. I'm so sorry. Like a week after I tell you that I have an August screening, yeah. and then they're like, "No." I mean, I I respect it because again, we oh. talked about this last week. There are certain movies that need to be seen in a theater mm -hmm. and I respect that they want to do that. But at the same time, like I really want to see these movies. Right. Well, right. I'm, I'm not totally surprised just because when you've got California, which is a pretty large market announcing that they're rolling back some things, including movie theaters being open. I mean, yeah, we've got them open here, but nobody really cares about the Utah market because we're not big. And right. so they're more concerned about the larger markets. And as long as they're not open and you, you know, it's hard because you're not going to recoup the money well, on it and you, you want to do that. Yeah. No one's one of the few filmmakers out there who is a pretty much a guaranteed box office draw. Especially mm -hmm. if there's not been anything out, you know, that that movie's going to open huge. Oh yeah. yeah. So yep. I understand that it's just, it's just a bummer. It is a bummer. It It is. And I want to see it real bad. It looks really interesting um but we're just gonna have to wait because i know he's not gonna let it go streaming he wants it in the no. theater and i think it needs to be like you guys mentioned last week and like you said val so i it's a bummer but it is what it is unfortunately and i, I imagine we're gonna see more movies follow suit like we may see wonder woman get pushed back even more we may see you know this may cause a domino effect where we see more movies get pushed back dune is probably going to get pushed back would be my guess yeah that one's not slated until December, but the original Dune is screening right now, uh, or streaming right now, so you can go oh. see it either in the theater or on your TV. It's streaming. David Lynch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, speaking of Hallmark movies that follow a formula, let's talk about Speed that also <laughs> follows a pretty good acting movie formula. Um, 
this, I watched it again um, for this episode. I usually try to watch the movies that we talk about before we record. It's and I hadn't good. seen. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, you know, sound like I might know a little bit about anyway, but um I hadn't seen speed in a lot of years. And all I could remember was the bus part. Like that's all I've you know, everybody talks about the bus and the 50 miles an hour and everything else. There's a lot of movie even outside of the bus and it's pretty action packed from start to finish. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say, Oh, go ahead, Val. No, you go ahead. Finish your thought. So my question is, is this movie actually an alternate universe to dumb and dumber? Now hear me out. Jeff Daniels plays a guy named Harry in both of them. So is this the same Harry in both movies, but just in alternate universes? This is my new theory. Probably not. Val, I'll let you go now. <laughs> well, wait, you can't just do that. <laughs> Jeff Daniels cinematic universe that we're talking about? Yeah, the Jeff Daniels cinematic multiverse, you know, he multiverse. pops up as Harry in different movies. Oh, I just thought, because they're about the same at, time. I'm never going to look at this movie the same way again. I I love Jeff Daniels. I think he's an incredible actor. I loved Dumb and Dumber so much as a kid that I watched it so many times that anytime I see Jeff Daniel Daniels, that's all I can think about is him and Terry in Dumb and Dumber. And it's hard for me to take him seriously in anything. In anything. But anyway, that's my problem. That's a me. So. I have a weird um, statistic that most people don't think about when they see or hear of the movie Speed. Um, the month that Speed came out in theaters, the following month, um, a huge thing happened in women's haircuts and everybody wanted, all the women wanted bangs again. Like it was an unprecedented, like it was kind of the same thing that happened with Jennifer Aniston on Friends when she did the like shaggy haircut. Like it was kind of that phenomenon is everybody was like, okay, we're cutting our hair, we're cutting our bangs. And there was just so many bangs happening um, that's why I kind of wore my bangs a little bit today. My bangs are a little long. I like it. But every I like time it. I watch that movie, I think to myself, oh my gosh, should I cut my bangs? The answer is no. Stop <laughs> it, lady. Stop it. Um, there are I did, only a few people a, in the world that can do this. Zoe Deschanel can yeah. always have bangs. Sandra yeah. Bullock can like 80% have bangs, but not a lot of women will cut them and not regret it. So I'm just going to tell you now, yeah. if you go to watch this movie again, live vicariously, but don't get the scissors out. <laughs> so I've got a recently, and it's a little bit like the Keanu Reeves haircut in the Yeah, you're movie. high and tight, man. You're high yeah. and tight. I know. It's, it's, thank you. I like it. It's a nice summer haircut. Uh, I, I think this was Sandra Bullock's first really – her breakout role. It wasn't her first role. I, she was in other things before this, but this is kind of what put her on the map as a movie star. I mean, well, in a lot of ways, it, Keanu Reeves as well. I mean, before this, he was yeah. the, he was either Bill and Ted, the dopey surfer dude. He was in point break where he was the police officer surfer dude, or right. he was kind of the nice guy, romantic lead. And this gave him kind of, all the above, all put into one into one bundle. Yeah, I think what it did is it showed the money, um, like what they were made out of. Like like mm -hmm. people that put money into films, producers actually mm -hmm. saw 
that Sandra could actually hold a movie and make money. And so then she started getting bigger parts because that's what they look for is can they hold their own at the box office? Because it was Keanu, it was Sandra. And then of course it made me so sad because I forgot how much I love Dennis Hopper and I miss him oh, yeah. so much. And mm -hmm. I watched this movie and I'm just like sad the whole time because like, I just miss Dennis Hopper being in new movies. He's so mm -hmm. fantastic. But again, yes, they had him as a big name, but he wasn't the main character. Sandra right. and Keanu had to carry it and they did it really well. I also think, Jake, you had mentioned, you know, a lot of people just think about the bus and speed and action. But I think mm -hmm. what a lot of people forget about this film until they rewatch it is how detail oriented this film uh -huh. is. Like it really puts you it plays um, games with your brain, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I like that because it pulls at ooh, did you pay attention to this? Did you pay attention to that? Did you see this? And you're like, ooh, like you you find it's one of those movies where you guys know I've said this before. I find myself sitting forward in the seat. Right. Like if I were to watch it again in the theater, I would sit forward because I'm like, ooh, give me more. Let me get closer. Let me see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it does it it builds that intensity really really well and it and it does it in a really great way because it starts out with the elevator scene right and you've got the explosion and this intense uh sequence going on and then it starts there and builds from that and each thing that happens after that just builds more and more excitement and more and more tension um i was watching it and toward the end um, my wife and my daughter came in and were talking to me about something and I was like, you guys just need to like go because I'm in the middle. Like I can't just stop this right now because it's it was just well, you intense. can't drop below fifty. You can't you drop can't below fifty. You can't stop. Gotta just keep going. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting because the the elevator scene on, on its own was really mm -hmm. great, and then well, the to go from there and just go up. Well, and in the original script, it was based on a script that was written by Kurosawa, Akira Kurosawa. Um, mm -hmm. and the, and the screenwriter Yost thought that there was a, a bomb on the train. He had never seen the film. He had just heard about it. So then they decided to do it on a bus. And when they pitched it to the studios, it was just the bus and, um, the studios wouldn't do it. I can't remember. I think it was Paramount, um, that initially refused it. And so then they took it over to Fox who had done Die Hard, and Fox mm -hmm. liked the idea, but they said, I don't think audiences are going to be okay just being on a bus. So then they had to rewrite the script to add in these other segments. But the thing I love about this movie is, so it, it came out in 94. I'm 19 years old. I'm going to film school for the first time. And I go see this movie and I was like, I need to go home and get my mom and take her to this movie because mom's going to love it. And she mm -hmm. did. And my mom absolutely fell in love with Sandra Bullock. Um, as all of them. Did she cut her did. bangs? Did she cut her no. bangs? No, <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but I remember going into um, class. I was taking a, a beginning filmmaking class and we were working on VHS tape. And my professor said, everybody, if you want to know how films need to be edited, this is the movie you need to go see. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's true. That movie is edited masterfully. I was rewatching it last night and the way that they cut stuff is just fantastic. And the cinematography in almost every scene, the camera is moving through this film. 
there are very few shots where the camera is stable. So it really is giving this propulsion, this momentum um, throughout the mm -hmm. entire film. We've got shots going down the elevator shaft. You've got elevators whizzing past up. You've got close-ups of the bomb exploding and the elevator dropping. Um, the camera rarely stops in this film. And it's great because they are in these enclosed spaces, but he finds a way to get the camera moving around, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really yeah. great. It's true. It it starts and and it doesn't stop. It just and I think you're right. The camera work plays a big role in that for sure. Um, and really, there's not a lot of like boring dialogue in the film. I mean, no. there's like the scene at the party after they get their medals, and that goes into the scene in the morning where he's getting his coffee, and then the bus explodes, and then it just goes <laughs> from there. And there's no more like just sitting around chatting kind of dialogue. It's just go 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 mm -hmm. go go. Yeah. Well, so. it's interesting too because um, Joss Whedon was brought in at the last minute to rewrite most of the dialogue, and they said about ninety percent of it was rewritten by him. Mm. Originally, it was more one-liners. It was more quippy. Um, Wait, more one-liners than what actually oh, yeah. ended up in the film? <laughs> yeah, they actually <laughs> dropped quite a few. Yeah, um, they originally <laughs> wanted Stephen Baldwin to play Jack, which yeah. No. <laughs> Pass on that. But yeah, they brought they brought Whedon in. He rewrote most of the dialogue. He came up with the uh, pop quiz hot shot line, which is one of the most famous lines out of the film. And mm -hmm. uh, they made the other thing that they did too with the with the rewrite is they made Jack a more everyday character. They wanted to move a little bit away from the diehard. Um, mm. They felt like it was too diehard at times, and so he was just the guy who was trying to be polite and help everybody. Yeah. Um, normally, I don't know that you can really say that anything is too diehard, but you know, I get it. I get it. Is it diehard enough is usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think Keanu Reeves does a really good job in the film. I think this is kind of, and really, this kind of propels him into roles like Neo in Matrix and then John Wick and things like that. I think this is kind of where he lives. This is his happy spot as far as acting goes. Right. I don't know that he's got a lot more range than this. Maybe he does, and we just haven't seen it. And I'm not trying Have to bag on Keanu Reeves. Have you ever seen a walk in the, the clouds? A walk in the clouds, man. Okay, walk in the clouds. Duke, but Duke Kaboom. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, Duke Kaboom, like... It's the best. It's like he gets a comedic version of, like, this character, though. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying anything negative about Keanu Reeves. It's just... For all this of the is hate mail that we're going to get actor. because of Keanu Reeves, go ahead and um, put Jake's name on it this time. Ouch. And I know, I, like, being part of the nerd community, I get it. The guy's like a nerd god right now, and I totally understand. <laughs> he's a great guy. Like, he's a totally awesome human being. He took his mom to the Academy Awards. Right, and none of that has anything no, to do was, with his acting no, that ability. Was, that was his girlfriend. Well, I think he took his mom. Oh, I, mean, no, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, his girlfriend is beautiful. His She's girlfriend is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But that was like the big joke at the time. I remember that. Um, yeah. I, just, I just like how he's unpredictable. You know, he yeah. doesn't do what you think a person 
in his situation and his stature would do. Like everybody knows him and he rides the subway. All of these um, women go after him and he picked the beautiful brain, you know, that you just don't. And it just makes me like him even more. I do think he has more range. I just think that he does know, he does know what he's good at, but um, you know, what's that movie him and Sandra were in um, about the house that they both live in in different times. I know it's like a chick flick and people don't Lake house. I know that doesn't get very good, like critical acclaim, but I watch it every time it's on. Like if I'm straight, if I'm just going past stuff and it's on, I'm going to watch it. I enjoy it to them together is just comfortable to me. It's like home to me. They do. They really do. Well, I, I agree. And, and I, I like the fact, too, with Keanu is is he knew even back in the day, he's so respectful of female fans. He always made sure that his hands were visible in every photo he ever took because he didn't want anybody accusing him of, like, doing the grope. Um, mm -hmm. and, stuff like that. and it's just um, I remember reading that when they were filming uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula that um, – I think it was De Palma. Was it De Palma that did that one? I think it was De Palma. Sure, that sounds right. He was like berating Winona Ryder um, to try and like break her emotionally so she'd cry more on screen and encourage the other actors to jump in and help him do this. And Keanu Reeves refused, which I think is just great. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Again, I'm not trying to like. I love whatever. Keanu Reeves, you like, hate Keanu Reeves just at <laughs> Well, I love him. I just listen, like through the whole movie, it was a lot of squinty eye, like angry, like it, I don't know. But it was good. It was still good, and it worked. And there was nothing wrong with it. It's just anyway. If I could put my foot up to my mouth right now, I would do it. I know. I know. I'm trying to backtrack. I'm just not very good at it. I'm... I mean, look, he's only really good at one thing, but he's really good at that one thing. But... He's To me, he's a lot like Tom Cruise. In the right role, I enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I enjoy him in this movie. I enjoy him in... In the Matrix series, I like him, you know, in Bill and Ted's. I think he's got some great stuff out there. I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to go far. I think so, too. Yeah. you got a future in this business, kid. It's funny, though, because when this movie came out, I don't think people thought he was going to do well and go far. Right. I mean, I, I remember thinking, yeah, like Keanu Reeves and Bill and Ted's and then this. And it's like, I don't know what he's going to really do a whole lot else. And he's really made a great career for himself while at the same time being a decent human being, which is hard to do for well, some reason. Had, it must be because nobody else does hard, it. He's had a hard go. I mean, yeah. his yeah. life over the past 10 years has not been like amazing. He's had a lot of heartache to deal with. And I don't think people know that. And, you know, he's kind of kept to himself and dealt with it. And, you know, it's just, I respect the man. Yeah. I do too. So please don't send the emails to us because we love it. <laughs> all of us, all three of us. Uh, can we talk about speed too? 
I guess <laughs> if you want to. Do we have to? No. <laughs> let's let's uh, uh, as long as we got Sandra Bullock, we'll be fine. No. Yeah. <laughs> she was so nice. She was so nice to have thrown them that bone, but right? it still wasn't enough. It wasn't yeah. enough. No, that one was not as good as Speed, unfortunately. Um, I have to say I love um, Dennis Hopper's character in this movie because it kind of follows along that um, formula of having a villain that you're almost rooting for at some point during the movie. You know, they kind of start giving you those clues and that background and why he's doing what he does. And you know that it's wrong. But at the same time, you're thinking, and I think Keanu Reeves's character felt this way too, is like, I I have to fix this. At the same time, this guy is like mad, but like he, there's a decent guy down there somewhere. Like, I don't think, you know, he wanted, he wanted him to be mm -hmm. a bad guy. Yeah. Well, he's a little bit easier for him. What's that, Tracy? I was saying he's, he's a fairly nuanced villain. And it kind of reminds yeah. me of John Malkovich on In the Light of Fire. Mm. It's that mm -hmm. same kind of, and they kind of came out the same time period. Mm -hmm. um, but having that kind of evil mastermind who's yet still relatable, he's not just pure evil for evil's sake. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and I like that depth that the character has. And you can tell Keanu does really want him to just be a psychopath that just, this is fun for him to have the bombs and kill the people. And, you know, and, and he's really not, he doesn't, it's not that simple. He, there's a reason for what he's doing and there's a reason behind it. Uh, and then to find out he's a former cop, you know, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, which, you know, it's 20 years old, 26 years old. So you probably ought to go see it. Yeah. But but it, it all becomes very interesting when you find out about him and that he worked on the bomb squad and he you know he was so good at this because he had fought it for so many years and uh, it, it made it much more interesting and kind of gave him a, a villain that was worthy of being the main villain in the film instead of just a, a lot of villains in these movies don't have a lot of depth and a lot of substance. They're just bad guys with an accent or something like that. Yeah. Well, and so you had this movie, and then you had In the Line of Fire, and then a year or two later, you had The Rock, which was a similar mm -hmm. movie in that you have, you know, characters on both sides, um, mm -hmm. you know, that that became villains because of very similar reasons, um, and also mm -hmm. the same kind of energy of action movie. This was kind of the early 90s, you know, Speed, The Rock, and... Uh, in the line of fire, those sorts of movies. And of course there was like at least four diehards in there somewhere in the early nineties. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, but, other than, other than speed, like Nick Cage was in all of them. Cause there was like Con Air. And yeah. The Rock yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick Cage will be cool. in anything. Well, that's <laughs> true. true. I mean, those happen to be good movies. Yes. <laughs> But he'll still be in anything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which I, you know, I, I don't know that I would really blame an, any actor in Hollywood who's like, yeah, if it's if they're paying me a paycheck, I'll be in it. Like, work is work and you got to get paid. You know what I'm saying? But 
I, I mean, know, he right? got audited. He got audited, so he kind of well, has, okay. he has some taxes oh, yeah. to pay. So I don't think you can be picky at that point. <laughs> well, you got two choices at that point: not be picky or leave the country, like Wesley Snipes. It's really up to you. Those are kind of your your two options. Or, well, I guess that's not fair. That's not fair because like, Wesley Snipes wasn't picky. <laughs> So anyway, I think that we should have Wesley Snipes, Nick Cage, and um, oh, there's got to be who's the other um, ah, other karate guy that kind of had the tax problems too. Like we should have them all be in a movie together. There you go. Yeah, I'm all for it. It'd be the worst I don't know who the other guy movie is. ever. Um, I don't know who the other guy is, but I'm I'm ready. Like, I'm just down with Nick Cage and Wesley Snipes in a karate yeah. movie. Like that just sounds yeah. great. They could even fight vampires. I think they've both done vampire movies we at some call point. It, we could call it Fighting Las Vegas. Fighting Ooh. Las Vegas. <laughs> you got a green light picture. That's a moneymaker, kid. Send it to Netflix. I'll Send cast it to it Netflix. For you. <laughs> How about I don't Quibi? know. Maybe Amazon Quibi? Prime. They'll do anything. <laughs> um, I, so, I do. Go ahead. I was just going to say. So I'd like to to just take a second. And when we when we talked about um, what's the new Chris Hemsworth movie on Netflix? I'm having a brain Extraction. cramp. Extraction. Extraction. And we talked about how the director was a stunt coordinator on the John Wick films and how that influenced him. Um, Jan de Bont, um, as a director, he started off as a cinematographer and had some great films. He did um, Cujo. He did The Jewel of the Nile. Remember that one? I love that movie. Right? Uh, Die Hard. Uh, he did do Leonard Part 6. The Bill Cosby. A classic. Classic. A classic. <laughs> but he did uh, it every week. October. Ah, love that one. Okay. Flatliners. Oh, okay. Uh, That's two very different movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Basic Instinct. Oh. So, and then he did uh, Speed, Twister. Remember Twister? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speed yeah. 2 Cruise Control. Uh, um, the Haunting and Laura Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. So a very okay. interesting filmography yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know, not a bad one on the list, really, when you think about it. <laughs> well, Leonard Part 6, which I've actually never seen. I have heard. I, I haven't heard either. Stories, I've never actually seen that one. Let's um, not. Yeah, let's not talk about that one. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the, him being a cinematographer on some of these action films really helped him shape what he did with speed. And yeah. I think we can all safely say Speed was his best film out of those that he's directed. I mean, Hunt for Red October is... Well, he's a cinematographer. Oh, no, cinematographer. Then, yes, Speed, oh, okay. yes. Yeah. He directed Speed, Twister, Speed 2, The Haunting, and Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Yeah, I mean, Twister yeah. was a good movie. I definitely enjoy yeah. that movie. I know a lot of people don't, but it's, it's fun. But yes, mm -hmm. I think Speed is definitely... Yeah, the best it, one. It would be like it would be like speed up here, and then like twister down here. Still a uh -huh. good movie, still a decent movie. And then like down here, like below my table, would be everything else on that list. Speed two, speed two Lara Croft, 
Tomb Raider, <laughs> Cradle of Life, Extended Edition, Super Gala. I don't know. It seemed like a really long title. <laughs> I don't know. I would just throw out more words. Listen, the whole title. Listen, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. None of that makes sense. So we're just going to throw, throw a niner in there. Did I yeah, catch a no niner worries. in there? Um, the bus, the characters on the bus, there were some yeah. good characters on the bus that I enjoyed quite a bit. And they kind of added to the story, obviously, um, in some really great ways. I loved the, the character played by the actor who played Cameron. I thought that would be me <laughs> on the bus in this situation. It would totally be you. I I concur. Yeah. I could totally like see when he's, when he's looking under the bus at the bomb and he's saying, you know, tell him everything that I'm saying. And then he's like, oh, F me. And he's like, oh, darn. That's exact line. I was thinking, oh, man, that's totally Jake. Yep. Yep. Like... But but each of them brings something different. I love the guy who's a criminal who thinks that he's on the bus for him. So he gets up yeah. and he shoots the driver. Um, and you feel bad for Helen who jumps on yeah. off the bus and then ex- explodes and she dies. <laughs> but she should have listened to him because he didn't, you know, he's he is trying to save all of these people. Um, and it right. and they're fighting against him at the beginning until they kind of earn his trust. And I imagine at the end, like when they're all getting on the bus that like, now they've got a Facebook group where they get together, like survivors of bus two, five, two, five. And like, they just catch up and see how they're doing. Like see how the families are. Like, I imagine like they kept in touch after this. That they, like, I love that. I love yeah, it. I, I want to know. I want to know what they like, what they're doing now is what I want to know. Like that, that would be fun. Like, did Sam survive? Did they get him to the hospital in time and he's still alive? The bus driver? You know, I want to see an office version of, like, where they are now. You know, like, where they kind of <laughs> shoot it like the office um, mm-hmm. with all the characters. I think that would be really funny. I would be down. The, I'd watch that. Yeah, the, the, the one guy, the oh darn guy, the skinny me. You know, he's <laughs> probably like, yeah, I never went back to Los Angeles after that. Never traveled again. <laughs> stayed home. Like, he lives in uh, he's got a, like, he's, like one of my favorite lines he has besides the oh darn part is when they get to the airport he's like oh the airport I've already seen this like he's in the middle of this emergency he's like I've already seen the airport this is where I flew in like <laughs> well in oh the original gosh. script he was supposed to be a real jerky lawyer and he yeah. was going to die but oh they were going to kill Cameron huh Kill Cameron originally, yeah. I like this better, I think, than I would have liked a jerky lawyer that they yeah. kill off. Yeah. I think it works. And it, it works well because then you've got the, the relationship between him and Ortiz or Gigantor, as you call him. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, and, and then when they get across the bus and they're all hugging, and it's like, well, that's a great moment, you know? And I don't know that it would work would have worked any other way so yeah yeah well i like the fact too is they totally fake you out because you think once they get off the bus that that's going to be the end of the movie and there's like 20 25 minutes left to go 
Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and like 10 of those is spent with just Keanu Reeves holding Sandra Bullock after the bus. Because I swear that whole part, like he is just in that same position with her for way too long. And I'm like, is he stabilizing her? Is he afraid that she's like in your neck? Like what's going Listen, on? It's if just you and Sandra phrase. Bullock were in this position together and you just went through this crazy duration and you got the chance to hold Sandra Bullock. Like you would hold her for as long as she let you that didn't feel creepy. And I think that's what was happening. I would. I'd hold her until, <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, hold her, I'd hold her until she tapped out. Okay, Val, yeah. like you need to let go this now. This is long enough. Um well, I no, I, I will Bullock, I especially Me too. I loved yep. Sandra Bullock after this movie. I had yep. when I worked at the movie theater in high school, uh, some Sandra Bullock movie came out. I can't remember which one, but we had a big cardboard cutout of her head that I brought home and kept in my room. And that's not creepy or weird. That's fine. Totally normal. Wow. You just you just went there. Well, it's fine. <laughs> this isn't live or anything. Like like I worked at a video store and I took home the cardboard cutout of the Star Wars movies, but I yeah. never took life-size. It wasn't life-size. It was huge. It was like bigger than life-size. So it wasn't like there was nothing weird about it. It was just Sandra Bullock. It's fine. So when she you took to, your like, glasses off. pushed it a little bit to get through the door of the house and his parents are like, what are you doing? And he's like, don't you worry about it. And he just kind of yeah. squished the edges and took it into his room. And like, as I got to my room, they, you know, they looked at each other. Was that a cardboard? Don't work. Just leave it alone. And I was like, just, just, it, it's fine. better not to know. <laughs> but in all fairness, so that it sounds less weird. I had a ton of like old movie posters and things like that. that They let us take home after the movies uh -huh. were out of the theater and things yeah, like that. So uh -huh. it wasn't like I didn't have other movie stuff like that. So I had of all things, a basketball poster up on my ceiling. I love basketball. <laughs> I so, quote that movie all the time. I love that movie so much. I had, anytime, I had a, anytime anybody asks me, so hi, how's it going? What do you, what have you been doing? Hanging out, playing Nintendo. And they're like, you're playing Nintendo. No, I'm not hanging yeah. out, playing Nintendo. I love dropping old movie lines like that on people and they're just like, oh, okay. Like when I walk by, I'm like, hey, what's up? Big gulps, huh? And people are like, what? Big gulps? Never mind. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I had, I had, we, uh, when I worked at the movie theater, we still did film. And so we'd have to splice the mm. film canisters together, the, the reels together uh, to make it one big, Thing that you put on the platter uh and then we would have the trailers and each trailer was its own little reel that you would splice on the front of the movie and so i had a bunch of old trailers too that i would once we were done running them i'd bring them home and, and that was kind of a cool thing that i don't know what i ever thought i was going to do with them but i had them and you still have fun. them could you splice them all together into one big trailer uh, i think i've got a couple that would somewhere be amazing find them find them we'd have to find a projector that would play them and i don't uh, know I'll you one tomorrow I got I got connections. All right. She's Make it happen, Jake. I'll have to see if I can. I think I came across a couple of them, and I don't even know what ones they were, but I'd have to look and see. But that, I love that job just because of stuff like that that we we're probably not supposed to do, but we did anyway. 
So I know we always talk about like what movies are you watching right now or what shows are you streaming that you like? And I have mm-hmm. to give like a warning. I watched probably the weirdest and worst movie that I've ever, well, that I've seen in a long time last night. And oh, it's, so called, it's, so called, no, it's called, it's called, no, it's called, it's <laughs> called rubber. And it's about a tire. I've heard that about ki- that. That kills people. I have heard about this movie. Yes. At first. And it was made, it's a French filled made, in the United States in English, and they made it for Cannes. And um, it seems like at the beginning you're thinking, okay, no. 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 <laughs> no. 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 Don't do it. Yeah, don't don't do it. So don't do this. <laughs> yeah, don't watch rubber. I'm just telling because we're t- we were talking about speed and right. like the mm-hmm. tires on the bus and then so i thought yeah don't watch rubber don't rent it don't watch it if it's just on or somebody says hey say no just walk away just say no just say no say no no, kids yeah say no to rubber i mean the movie (laughs) like anyway i could make a joke about be safe out there just be safe out there that's all i'm saying Avoid the movie rubber and then be safe otherwise. All right. I keep watching Jake put his foot in his mouth all day. This episode has been free. I have not even once. Hey, Josh. How's it going? Um, hey, Josh. Hello, we sir. love Dennis Popper, too. So... Uh, I don't know that I have anything that would top rubber as far as anything that I'm watching right now. Um, no. Do you have anything good? Are you guys watching anything good that we should pass along to peeps? Um, I've been busy with work stuff, so not a whole lot for me. Just some like Netflix okay. stuff, but nothing exciting. Although I do have the single worst movie I have ever seen in my life. Nice Girls Don't Explode. I think you've talked about this one before Girl on the show. Mom does not want her to have any kind of physical relationships with boys. Yeah. Around with plastic explosives and other incendiary devices and convinces her that if she thinks about talks to does anything with a boy yeah. on fire. I, I know that we've talked about this before because I don't know where else I would have talked about this with anybody. <laughs> There's a lot of exploding in both of our movies because that's the tire would like vibrate as it looked at something and then their head would explode. Yeah. Now, I've heard stories. Now I got to check this out. No. I mean, yeah, you would probably find it hilarious because it's so bad. That, um, that's, yeah. They've got to be bad. They're good. Yeah. It's not quite there. It has a, it's a good idea. Um, uh-huh. Basically, the movie is based on like that every movie that we like has something in it that is unexplainable. So let's talk about speed for a minute. Like, is there a component of speed that it is the way it is just because? Yes. The bus jump. We haven't talked about the bus jump yet. Okay. No, so, that was totally plausible. That should, <laughs> that would totally work out that way. Well, so... so 
it's a cool thing. Do you guys know the story about the the bus jump? How they pulled it off? No. Mm-mm. So th- they had very limited CGI. This is early '90s, so there was a little bit, but not much. And what they did is they actually they stripped the bus down. They took everything out that they could and made it as light as possible. And they filmed the bus going over a ramp. And if you watch in the movie, if you pause it at the right moment, you can actually see the wooden ramp that they built to give the bus some height. Well, they they had to build a new harness system for the bus driver because they were afraid it would compress his spine or break his back. And so he's completely in a harness floating above the seat. He's like in this little rubber um, ribbon getup this harness to keep him from actually hitting anything. And the first time that they tried this, he, he made, he did the jump wrong and they totaled the bus completely. Oh, wow. ruined and they didn't tell the studio <laughs> so they all night and do strip down another bus and shoot it. And they thought that it would go about 20 feet. It went like 70 feet and it actually hit one of the cameras it landed on top of one of the, and so so it actually did fly. It didn't go, you know, as 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 big as the freeway. And, and well, when they originally filmed it, um, they realized the freeway looked too small in scale. So they actually made it look like it was 177 feet instead of 50 feet. And then actually, yeah. the bus flew for half a second. But in the movie, they make it look like it flew for 11 seconds, and that's some good. Yeah. Editing. Yeah, I I think for me, the one thing in this movie that just isn't explained very well, why was Sandra Bullock, why was Annie at the last scene where Dennis Hopper could even kidnap her? Like, hey, we got to go make this drop real quick. You want to come hang out? Like, just, you know, just chill. Like, why didn't she just like, why wouldn't they send her someplace safe? Why would they bring her to the drop where they're going to drop the money and then capture the guy and probably shoot him? Like. Right, I didn't understand that, and they don't explain yeah, it in the movie. She's there. shared this intense moment, and they just needed to be with each other. No, and I get like she needed to be there, but they don't give any good reason why she should be there. Right. She should have been home, and yeah. he should have been like, yeah, "I had to kill the guy because he ended up, you know, outsmarting us again." And I don't know. And then they could have had a relationship based on something that wasn't an intense experience or sex. They could have had like a real, actual relationship. What? Shut your mouth. That is no fun at all. Sure. <laughs> I don't make any of my relationships based on anything real. Ooh. And that's, that's, you know, that's a personal choice that, kidding. you know, if it makes you happy. Val. We must experience something traumatic or we will not date. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like I'm that. That's kidding. some good ground rules. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there like that, but it's not me. Oh, I'm sure there is. I was I'm reenacting sure. the jump with my um, Darth Vader car. Ooh. Got a Darth Vader hot wheel. What car you were using. I watched you reenact the jump. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. That's a cool car. It's my toys. I just like to play with I like my toys. That. I like Thanks. that. So, but yeah, I, re- I even remember the toys. Mythbusters episode where they were trying to figure out if the bus would actually jump. Yeah, and did they I figure out that it wouldn't? It wouldn't. Yeah. Like I said, it only Miss- flew for a half a second, and that was after they stripped everything out. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Mythbusters too. Um, I just, I enjoy it and it's fun to see that how they like work it out. Like I love the Titanic episode where they figure out that they're, <laughs> you know, that James Cameron was actually right. That it did it, you know, there wasn't really room for him on the door. It wouldn't have floated all of that. Like, right. That was pretty good. But I also, I don't necessarily want all of my movies ruined and think like, Oh, well that would never work. Right. You know, it's well, interesting think- to, to see, to see the science behind it and stuff like that's way interesting. But I also like, I'm going to see a movie. So I know that they're faking it, you know, well, at least this I hope one, so. To me, this is a like, I enjoyed the fast and the furious and Hobbs and Shaw, but there mm-hmm. are so many points in those movies where you're like, it almost takes you out of the movie because it's so over the top. And like, this one is so grounded in realism for so much of it. By the time you hit that 50 foot jump, you're like, Whoa! Instead of uh, that would never happen. Yeah, like my mom in the Die Hard movie where um, he jumps the big rig over uh-huh. the broken freeway, and she's like, "That can't happen in real life." And I look over and I'm like, "This is Die Hard. None of this. Yeah, none of, none this. of this is going to happen in she's real like, life. Hopefully, he can't slide. He can't slide down that whole broken freeway and still not have a soiled white shirt." And I said, "Yes, he can. It's Die Hard. Nobody gets <laughs> dirty in Die Hard." I remember so, I saw one of the diehards in, in the theater, the one with um, his son. Mm-hmm. And after he jumps on the back of a jet that's like going down into the freeway overpass. And after the movie mm-hmm. ended, the guy who sat in front of us and he's like, well, they lost me at that point. That was just lame. And I'm like, that was the moment that was too much for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Well, but but you're right though, Tracy. This movie it is a little bit more uh, grounded in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, in a lot of ways, it's totally not. But like when he's looking at the crane and they're like, "Oh, is that going to hold the elevator?" He's like, "Oh yeah, it should hold it." I'm like, "There's no way that crane would hold it," and then it didn't. And I was so happy. I mean, scared for the elevator people, but happy. <laughs> like I love when he just eyeballs. Right. He just looks like, "How much do you think it weighs?" Yeah, it'll hold it. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Let's just hook it on there. It'll be fine. So what do we give it, peeps? What do we give this movie, this grounded adventure? This grounded adventure, yeah. Tracy, what do you what do you rank this one? This one to me is it holds up remarkably well. Um, this is yeah. this is I haven't seen this in probably ten or fifteen years, and had a blast with it last night. A little less than two hours goes by super fast. Tight action. Good Would you music say it's score. speedy? It is it's right along. Uh, to me, this is one of the and I and I still remember my film professor saying, if you want to see how good editing on action is done, this is the movie. And it still holds true. Um it's, it, it's rewatchable, it holds up well. I'm giving this one a solid A. Wow. Wow. Okay. wow. I I All right. I I give it a solid I give, B. I give it a solid yeah. B. I think it's super entertaining. I definitely, um, I, I, I love the concept. I love the movie. Um, the editing is great. The acting is fun. Um, I, I think that I probably wouldn't have watched it this year if I, if it wasn't our homework, if we weren't talking about it, but I would definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely uh, would recommend this movie to people that, 
that haven't seen it. Like if somebody's like, oh, I've never seen Speed. Should I see it? I would totally say, yes, you need to see it. Mm -hmm. If it came out in the on the big screen again in theaters, like all these movies are, I would probably actually go see it in the theater. But it's not one that I'm like, oh, you know what I really need to watch tonight is Speed. You know, if it's mm -hmm. on, if I'm clicking through the channels and it's there, I would stop and watch it. But it's not one that I would go seek out to watch. So I can't give it an A. Yeah, I, I'm i going to go right in the middle of the two of you and go with a B plus. I think it was more fun than I thought it was going to be. I, I haven't seen it in a lot of years. And so I'm probably in the same boat, Val, that I wouldn't seek this out to watch it. But we're doing it for homework. And I remember thinking it was fun when I watched it years ago. Um and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I was afraid it was going to be like other 90s action movies that probably don't hold up so well. I mean, I don't want to point fingers, but something like Cliffhanger, where, you know, it just wasn't even good to begin with. But Speed oh, is not Oh, come on. Come on. Which, over the top. Ah. <laughs> yes, I remember over the top. The arm wrestling. Last action like, hero. Oh, wow. Yes. All winners. All winners for sure. Yeah. But this is definitely in a league above all of those movies. Um, but so I would say it was a B plus. I would definitely, I agree. Anybody who hasn't seen it should probably see it. If you like good action movies and I think it holds up. Josh wants to know what we think about speed Two cruise control. Listen, I give it a solid. Ew. Ew. I saw yeah. it once with my yeah. mom yeah. and that was, haven't Ew. seen a sense. No yeah. desire to. It's like it's the really worst rendition of Poseidon ever. Yeah. I. It's really, really sad because I enjoy a good pun. And if you can get a good pun into the title of a movie, I am so there. And then this just wasn't at all good. So I feel it, like it uh, needed it was... to be Top Gun two and a half. Like if you're going to be a pun movie on something, mm -hmm. like go all the way with making fun of it. Obviously they couldn't because they're trying to make a new franchise. But like you, you've got to get a bigger name and a better script if you're going to do that. Yeah, he was nominated for uh, worst picture, worst director, and worst screenplay of the Golden Raspberries. The trifecta, the Razzies, <laughs> the, the trifecta of crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be bad, go all out and be really really bad. So. It's the fart bag of speed movies. <laughs> the fart bag of speed movies. Yep. I would agree with that. Um, and, and Josh, if you enjoyed Speed 2, I don't know. You you haven't commented on there, but uh, that's great. There's, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even fair. sorry about what I said about that's it. Fair. No, we're not going to apologize because we're right, but we're glad you enjoy it. Like, everybody should enjoy Are what we? they enjoy. Eh, all right. <laughs> Josh, right. I'll send well, you a list of five other movies you should watch instead of that movie. <laughs> Will Rubber be on the list? No. <laughs> which, which would you rather watch, Speed 2 or Rubber? Oh. Oh. I don't... I don't oh. Jake, I, I just don't. gave her a Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. <laughs> no it's desire to see it, Josh. Yeah, you can't win uh, on this one. No, you can't. It's horrible. The only way, the only <laughs> way rather, to win I'd rather is to tell you something about me that I've never told anyone in the yeah. world. Like I would rather give you like my worst secret ever than to watch either of those movies. Nice. I'm not right. I'm not going to, but I would rather but you'd rather do the only thing you do is go 
Kobayashi Maru situation is Kirk it. And the way you Kirk it is by just doing your own things. So if if he says this movie or this movie, then you say, I'm not going to watch a movie at all. I'll never watch movies again if that's my choice. So, you know, something like that. I don't know if done. I could do that. If you no, said I could never could. watch movies again unless I watched one of these, I would definitely, I'd probably watch Speed 2. Yeah. I mean, at least it has Sandra Bullock in it. Right? <laughs> you know, so there's that. All right. Well, that is all the time we have tonight um, on that note. Um, but we thank you guys for watching and uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. We really would love to have you go there, like and subscribe this uh, to our channel, like this video, share it with others. You can follow us on Facebook. We're live every Monday. Uh, at least for the foreseeable future of that and interacting. And you can send us email to podcast at movies that make us.com. Um, and you can also follow us in all the places, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're all over the place. Um, I'm excited about next then, week's movie. Can we tell yes. them next week's movie? Yeah. Yes, we should totally tell them. We are watching Crouch. uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? I get, to, yes. I get it backwards all the time. I forget which one's hidden. Dragon, hidden, dragon, hidden tiger. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. But it's a movie that's got subtitles, so I'm all in. And a lot of action. <laughs> It'll if you be haven't good. seen it, watch it. The book is also amazing. So I have not read the book. Yep, yeah. yep. It's probably better than the movie because books often are. No, <laughs> the movie is the movie is so visually amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be a fun one to talk about next week. If you haven't seen it, we want you to watch it and then come back and talk with us about it. And we'd love to hear what you thought about it. And other than that, we won't see you at the movies. Bye. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.